You dumb motherfuckers. I want to see you move. Stop standing still. It's 6 p.m. We got Warp Tour. <laughs> Stupid. Wall of Death. I've never Wall been to Warp Tour, but this seems right. You've never been to Warp Tour? No. Good for you. Nah. Warp Tour was lit. Warp Tour was fully lit to go to. I've I've heard horror stories about playing it, but Yeah. I've heard horror stories about going to it. Yeah. I would never want to like be on the Kevin Seth stage or some shit. When I was younger, I would compete to be on Warp Tour and play like this place called Post 282 in Harrison, New Jersey. And one time I said, fuck Warp Tour as I played with my experimental prog rock band. <laughs> At the Warp Tour competition. Yeah. How did I do? That was pretty punk. <laughs> I mean, nobody cared about what I said, but we lost. Oh, man. That must have been the deciding factor. Experimental prog. That's on brand for Warp Tour. Right. You were a shoo-in. Right. There was this like band that sounded like Shiotos called Marilyn is Dead, that one. Have you heard of them, Nard? No. They were pretty sick. Okay, work. I worked Warp Tour one time. How was that? Took some tickets at the gate. They gave me a bunch of get-up kid CDs at the end. Worked out. <laughs> that was your <laughs> that was your compensation. Did they give you a paycheck too? Well, yeah, but the get-up kids left a bunch of CDs at Starland Ballroom and they were like, The get-up kids left a bunch of CDs at Starland Ballroom. If you want to take some, you can. And I was like, you know. Sick. True. So I took them, but then, you know, being a an older musician now, realizing like, damn, they lost a bunch of money by yeah. just leaving that there. Did you tell them when, when we toured with the, the Get Up Kids that you had done that? No, I don't think I did. Okay, yeah, because Matt Pryor would have shaken you down for money. <laughs> You're listening to the Super Weeks Super Weekly Supercast. I think I got that right. You're... Yeah, that was right that time. My name is Evan, and I'm your host. Your and I am your host, Doc Chris Bag Levo Bag. But we have a very special guest today. Your, I'm your host, Gigi. <laughs> oh no, the we've fuck? been usurped. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck going on? <laughs> uh, and you might know Gigi from Soul Glow, of course. But Gigi is also a former resident of Big Mama's Warehouse, and then also, uh, I guess, like an intern, a soft intern, and operator of Big Mama's Recording. Yeah, I would say so. I was in that shit. Yeah. Chilling, like actually cold as fuck yeah. <laughs> and hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and occasionally temperate as fuck. Yeah. Very, very occasional. Musty as shit. Yeah, definitely musty. <laughs> in a chokehold. <laughs> Man, every time I would walk in on Soul Glow Sessions, the bong would be out. It would just be like, you know, that room Always. has like no air. So it's yeah. just like a fucking cloud of weed smoke. For sure. Bong always out. Always oh, especially out. in that control room that we built. We had built all those uh, absorbent panels all around the room that were covered in fabric. So any weed that was smoked in there was just like a lingering scent, which is nice. I like weed at least. I made some pretty strict rules quickly, though. He wore smoking blunts. It just smelled yeah. like my dad's car growing up, like within two weeks of people smoking in there. So. Yeah, blunts are harsh. Sometimes they don't be smelling too good. Yeah. Got a favorite blunt? I like pineapple, white grape, uh... Grape, <laughs> peach, <laughs> mango. They're all cool. I don't know. I can't pick a favorite. They're all delicious. I was a peach white owl man when I smoked weed. All my friends, when they wanted me to smoke weed in high school, they would get peach white owls and they'd be like, come on, you know you want to. <laughs> yeah, so they, like, they knew right. you couldn't resist. I was always a grape guy for everything. Fuck grape yeah. blunts, grape Gatorade, grape drink. Grapes, actual grapes. That's sick. I bought actual grapes yesterday. Oh. They're like cotton candy, cotton candy grapes. grapes. Oh, so, oh my God, those yeah. are the best. I stole them. I just put them shits in the bag and walked the fuck out. <laughs> and they were probably delicious. They're probably They're fucking sick. I ate like, I don't know, what, what do you call them? Like a, a sprig or whatever, yeah. A stemful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a cluster. Yeah. yeah. 
where you lay down, you have somebody like feed them to you on the couch, you know? Oh, yeah, somebody with I a wish. palm frond, like, uh, <laughs> you off. I yeah. wish, like, I'm a fucking Greek philosopher. Yeah, exactly. I wish. Or Dionysus himself. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I mean, we could change that for you, you know? We could do it right now. About I don't to think do we have shit. any grapes. Well, step one, we need to pull down a blanket from upstairs, make you a toga. True. Get you in the zone. We got this Campbell's soup blanket right over here. <laughs> Get me comfortable as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no better modern toga than a Campbell's soup blanket. Well, Gigi, welcome to our house. Get naked. Put on this Campbell's soup <laughs> fucking thing. And yeah, this is a very different kind of podcast. <laughs> Tonight we're going to feed you grapes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we brought you here to do. I mean, it's not bad, right? Yeah, you earned it. You ever been to the produce market in like 69th Street? No. Nah. Like the one far, I don't know if it's on 69th Street, but it's like far as hell in West Philly. It's like... You have to pay a dollar to park your car there, and then you go in, and it's, like, where the produce is distributed to, like, the grocery stores and stuff, you know? So, like, you go in there, and, you know, we went to one of the produce companies, and they sold us 17 containers of cotton candy grapes for $1. That's what's up. It was fucked up. How big is a container? Like, one of the pouches? You don't remember this? This was during quarantine. Oliver brought home the fucking case of cotton candy grapes and then proceeded to try to make cotton candy grape sorbetto for, like, a week because we had so much grapes. He tried over and over again. (laughs) Were they, like, did you buy them? Yeah, for a dollar. Just, like, 17 cases, and then we were, like, Like, please, everyone, come take grapes. We have too many. Were they, like, rotting as you were, like... No, they were, like, fresh. They were good. That's what's up. That place is the best, dude. It's, like, every once in a while, they'll be, like, we're trying to get rid of this. Take it. So, at that time, they were opening at 10 p.m., too. And, you know, it was the middle of quarantine, so, like, my schedule was go to bed at 6 in the morning. So, like, going there at 10 p.m., it's, like, I just got off work. I'm going to go to the grocery store, get some stuff to make some dinner. And then I would, you know, buy an exorbitant amount of grapes or strawberries or whatever. Well, if we're talking grapes, we got to talk about the prince of all grapes, the Muscat grape. I don't know shit about that. It's the one they use to make Moscato, like the sweet white wine. But they also make like jelly out of it. And I just recently bought some. I forget what that fancy company is they have at Acme where it's like in script on the label. I think it's a woman's oh, name. Oh, it's like Bon Bonal. Yeah, it's Boner. <laughs> yeah. No, like Bon Bon Anne or something. Bon Bonami or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it's something like it's that. French, dude. I don't know. But the Muscat grape jelly is like the best grape jelly. You know, like I'm gonna try that shit. Oh, you yeah. know Japanese candy. You know when they have grape flavor, how it's like crazy different tasting than American grape candy. No. Oh my god, <laughs> I wish I had some. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta taste these. I'm gonna feed you some of this jelly. Is that cool? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. All right. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, Evan is actually getting up to get the jelly out of the refrigerator. Get him, like, some bread or toasted or something, Nard. Don't just, like, give him a spoonful of jelly. No, you could do that. Okay. <laughs> do whatever you want. Feed me. <laughs> You've sealed your own fate. <laughs> Trying to get fed. <laughs> that was my purpose for tonight. You've come to the right place. Bon maman. Oh, shit. It's a healthy scoop of jelly on that spoon. Gigi just put it in his mouth. He's chewing. He's thinking. He's nodding. He loves it. I'm sure it's fire. <laughs> the fuck? Really good, right? Yeah, it is. Thank you. You know it. You're, I already know what the fuck it is. We out here. Super Weeks podcast. Fuck out of here. We need more air horn samples of this energy that's coming in. Shit. You already know I'm all about the air horn. Yeah. How come you didn't bring your, you know, your sample pad? Yeah. I should have just brought my fucking push and Ableton and I should have just put it directly in. I can put them in a post. 
We've done all kinds of dumb shit like that. That's sick. I liked while y'all were filming the video the other day, you were just air horning all throughout. I mean, I'm just trying to do my thing <laughs> and not get bothered, you know? Just trying to vibe, you know? Oh, you're working on a new Soul Glow music video, though. Yeah, we just did, like, a couple music videos. We worked on one on Monday, and then we did, like, some live shit on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, so there's, there's like, performance portions of it. Yeah. Are they narrative videos, or is it... They are narrative videos. They're all supposed to be, like connected to one another in some way oh cool your own cinematic universe you're making yeah, in the soul glow yeah. cinematic universe i mean it's soul glow x marvel yeah i mean <laughs> better be on disney plus soon oh yeah well they're definitely gonna have to change their rating system over there <laughs> their first r-rated music video in disney plus true what are you talking about soul glow r-rated yes <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that would be fire. Trying to get a Johnny Tsunami cameo and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> I mean, it's been long enough. I feel like they can have their own Bill and Ted 3 equivalent of a Johnny Tsunami 3. Because they made the Facts. one and two. Like, he goes to snowboarding school or something mm-hmm. in the first one. Does he go back to... I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember the second one quite Did as he well. Snowboard? Was he skiing in the first? He snowboarding. He was snowboarding. In the first one. Oh, yeah. So I remember right. the, the poster of him. I think it's the TV release poster was him with a surfboard on a mountain, I think. Surfboard on a mountain. Yeah, covered in okay. snow. Snow-capped mountain. Sorry, I'm trying to find more beer somehow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is just my arm now. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you bring? I brought water because I'd be parched. Dehydrated and in need. <laughs> oh, nice. You brought your compact. Yeah. What do you got in there? I think I have nail cutters. I think I have nail polish. Got a file in there? No, I don't. Oh, God, how are you going to make your edges look good after you you painted it? I tried to find one in my house, but I think one of my roommates put it somewhere else that I'm not familiar with. Classic scenario. <laughs> See, I am that kind of person where I need to have everything I own out just all over the floor, so I know where it is all the time. And then Evan is the guy who always cleans up. And it's just like, yo, where are all the headphone adapters? And he's like, it's in the headphone adapter drawer. I'm like, where the fuck is that? <laughs> I gotta leave them all over the desk so I can find them in a flash. Yeah, man, we all used the same studio for years. I tried to keep that as organized as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. and I'm a nightmare cyclone of a human being, so I, <laughs> I did the exact opposite. Oh, I think y'all did a good job. Keeping it clean. We tried. I tried too. We all tried. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much you could do in the dust bowl of a, of a living situation that was Big Mama's Warehouse. But Gigi, how did you end up moving to Big Mama's Warehouse? Pierce had moved in there and he was just like, yo, you got to move in here. Because I joined Soul Glow like a few months prior to that. And I was like, I fuck it. There was a situation that I just needed to get out of. Were you living in Jersey at that time? or? Yeah, I was living in Jersey City. And yeah, like... I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I think it was a good move. So wait, was that the first time you moved to Philadelphia was to move into Big Mama's? Yeah. Oh, whoa. That's a pretty serious (laughs) leap. Yeah. Yeah, because Pierce had moved in. He was there for like a year and then Mm -hmm. he was like, yo, you got to move in here. And then I moved in and it was weird as fuck. I remember like when I was first there, like I'm going to spray paint my walls. Because it seems like nobody gives a fuck here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did it. And then Craig came out and was like, yo, dude, like, please <laughs> don't do this. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, y'all give a fuck. Everybody has their threshold somewhere. Right. It might not be uh, like easily seen because of how junked up that place was right, for right. so long. I didn't, but- I didn't really know the vibe. And mm. like, I'm mad ignorant and like 
dumb sometimes. So I was like, I'm gonna just do this shit because it's lit out here. <laughs> Which room was yours, Tim's? Oh man, the Greg LeBold room. I always describe it as the the bizarre winding closet of a room. Yo, that shit was crazy. And I put my bed right next to the bathroom, so when everyone took a shit, I would hear it in my ear, <laughs> yeah. like in yeah. my inside of the canal like like deep in it you know what i'm saying you know it took me we were in that space for 12 years and it took me like at least six years before like one day i was just dropping a load in the toilet and it was like especially raunchy and loud and i was like wait a minute i know someone's on the other side of this wall yo can they hear what's happening in here and I remember who was living in that room at the time. Maybe it was Tim. And I finally brought it up. And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I heard every single one. It's like, oh, my God. That shit was crazy. And yeah. I put my bed in the closet. Oh, not on the loft, on the top. I did. But then I was like, I'm trying to make that like my little studio setup shit. Uh, okay, so I yeah, put yeah. my bed in that closet. So you were like headspace with the toilet. So yeah. like I was technically in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So you were like, you probably could literally just smell shit. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't remember like smelling shit profoundly mm-hmm. but i mean yeah the threat was there yeah well we used to have major problems with that toilet overflowing and leaking into that bedroom early on did you ever experience that i did oh my god so that's probably part of the reason you were like you know what i gotta put my studio up in the loft yeah for more of this doo-doo water it gets all over my gear yeah and the, and the loft was bigger and i just felt like it was more accommodating with working with people you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah that's fair yeah, that, that was a sick-ass room, but I was like, I can't stop hearing this fucking doo-doo drop anymore. <laughs> like, I gotta move the fuck out. I gotta move on. Maybe that's why you have an affinity for air horns now. After yeah. hearing all those air horns blasting off in that bathroom, it's like, oh, it's a little taste at home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel connected, so yeah. I, I was, like, really in the shits, you know? <laughs> yes, quite literally, yeah. Eventually, I moved into Pat's room. It's so funny, like, for us, we're like, oh, it's... Cat Park's room or Kyle's room or Joe's room. Yeah. And there's this like this extra generation of separation there. Which one was Pat's room? Cat's room. It was Cat's room. Oh, the big one. Yeah. Right, the good big one. Yeah, that was fucking tight. Yeah. Until I fucked up the AC and then <laughs> that shit just turned into a sauna real quick. Oh, just man. humid as fuck. Why, how'd you fuck up the AC? I, I like, I don't know how I fucked up the AC. I was just trying to like move it a little bit and I moved it a little bit and that shit moved itself a lot. And I was moved and I was like, fuck, like I was just in fucking really humid, fucked up air for a while. And it was fun. It was a good room. (laughs) But people would come inside and be like, yo, I can't really breathe. And I was like, yo, me neither. (laughs) And you had the cat too. Yeah. And I had my cat that I couldn't like let out because my cat was like, I'm going to jump out this window (laughs) every time. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Seeing, like, on the planner, we had planners outside of the window, and sometimes your cat would be, like, in the... Or was it your cat, or there's another later cat that came to the warehouse? Either way, it was, like, easily accessible for, like, a, a spry feline to just pop right out of the window and walk yeah. around on the edge. Yeah, my cat, like, dipped, like, once, and I was like, nah, dude, you need to stay in here and just chill, so... It was basically, like, being outside, and there's plenty of mice for it to chase, so... Yeah. Why, why leave the space? Yeah. Everything a cat could want. Cat was chill. Yeah, cat's pretty chill. <laughs> cat is nice. Did you guys jam in that room, too, when you lived in it? We jammed in there once, and it was fucking sick. We jammed with Kayleen, actually. Oh, sick. It was fucking tight. And then we had, like, that other room that became, like, the practice room. Yeah, the room. practice room. And then that's where we were doing our shit from then on. And then um, you moved out, and you had to find a new practice space. Yeah. 
and then shit became shit. And then, I mean, now I have central AC and I could breathe better, but still, I miss Big Mamas a lot. I think about her like all the time. Yeah. We talk like, obviously a lot about that on the podcast, like this, like the kind of collaborative spirit and this, like the instant community that came from being there. Yeah. And, Yes, creature comforts are definitely like, <laughs> like, like, well, we don't even have central air here. We have window units and stuff. But even that, like having a contained, controllable space. Right. World of difference for your mental health. But that never ending churning of creativity that was Big Mama's, like, there's just never been anything like that in our lives. Yeah. Because of that spot, like, that's where I started doing my shit, you know, mm-hmm. with y'all's help. So, like, I would have never even thought of, you know, being an engineer if it weren't for that spot and moving in there and y'all's help. Like, oh, it's yeah. crazy. And I miss that. I miss just being able to be like, all right, I'm going to just go into the fucking control room and start mixing, you know, and feel like good as fuck with these good ass speakers, you know? Mm. And the tuned room, the acoustically designed room. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was ideal. It's fucking amazing. I forget what the other band that you recorded there that you played guitar in. Oh, Arrows? Yeah. Arrows in her? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit, that shit sounded really good. Yeah. You did a great job on that record. Thank you. You helped me. You know, I'm just here to help. <laughs> you helped me. I think we set up the drums together or some shit, and you helped me get some drum sounds. Yeah, Evan loves doing that. <laughs> I do. I love fucking drum sounds. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that is like the most fun part of the recording process, because it's just like, you're also recording drums for the big stretch of the beginning of it, so there is like... The excitement right. of like setting out on the journey, right. but also it's like drums out of any instrument, the room is like vital in how they sound and like knowing your room well and knowing where to place mics and like how to capture like a really great image of the drums is like a really satisfying part of that process. I loved how the, the drums really sounded great in that room. room. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. It sounded really good. Also, the drummer in that band was fucking incredible. Yeah, true. Shout out Nick. <laughs> that was crazy. When you guys were tracking that stuff, I was just listening like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I got to hear that one. I'll have to look it up. What was it again? Arrows? Arrows and Her. Yeah, it's like the the couple of latest releases that we put out, and then we didn't put out anything else after that. We were just fucking around. Sometimes that's where though. the best stuff happens. Yeah. Well, Damien's in Ohio, right? Yeah. Nick is probably in New York or New Jersey or some shit. Nick is actually in Philly. Really? Yeah, Nick is in Philly, and Damien's actually going to move to Philly. Really? I believe, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Reunion so, show. Arrows and Her reunion. <laughs> yeah. Word. We're about to a reunion show at the School of Rock. You know what I'm saying? In New Jersey. Is that where y'all met? No. <laughs> we met in North Jersey, like in West New York. Shit was funny as fuck. Because Nick played in a band with me, and then Nick quit, and then joined Damien's band, which is Arrows and Her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, fuck you. But then we sorted it out. It wasn't a big thing. Yeah. Classic dance. It was like, all right, like, we out here. Because then I joined and we were like, all right. (laughs) Well, you were saying you're a Jersey boy, like Evan. Like, what part of New Jersey are you from? I mean, pizza. Um... I'm I'm from uh, Cliffside Park, New Jersey, Bergen County. You know what I'm saying? Rich ass county, but I'm still poor. You know where it is? I have no idea. You know what it's the, what part you, of is it? North Jersey, South Jersey? It's North Jersey. You know where uh, the George Washington Bridge is at? Yeah. It's like lit- he's literally not lying when he says West New York. Oh, right. okay. It's like right there. <laughs> oh, all it's right, like all right. mad close. Cliffside is like the second town outside of uh, Hudson County, and that's right. where I grew up. It was a suburban town. You know what I'm saying? Like. Suburban towns are fucking weird. Yeah, absolutely. Their own weird bubble of, of I can't even call it culture. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever they have that uh, is there in place of culture. Yeah, I don't know. It was dumb, though. 
It's just very mundane. I want to say. Oh yeah, well that's the that's the dream, right, of the suburbs. <laughs> People like you know they ran away from the cities because they're like. We're white and we are afraid of people who are not white. And so like, let's just make this as sanitized and boring and predictable and as their definition of like safe as possible. And that's the whole idea is just like have it be completely controlled. Like the next level past that, it's just like the gated community. And it's like the gated community where the gates are invisible in a way. And the suburbs also have the gated communities in them. There's that too. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird as fuck growing up there. It was different because you had like, like it wasn't just all white people. So Mm -hmm. that was the interesting part about the suburbs that I was living in. But it was definitely like white dominated. So you'd have like predominantly white cops and shit like that. I feel like they always are. Yeah. Fair and facts. And it was just like an interesting place to grow up and it was fucked up. When I was really young, I met one of my best friends in like second grade. And the first experience that I had with him was that we were going to another friend's house to play this video game. I don't know what the fuck it was called. It was just like a racing game. F-Zero? I think it was F-Zero. Was it on Nintendo 64? No, nah, it was like... Earlier Super Nintendo? Earlier. There is an F-Zero on, on Super Nintendo. That's where it was yeah. first introduced. So we were just kicking this battery, this 9-volt battery. We were just kicking it and we were just kicking it. We just found a dildo on the ground and we were holding it in our hands. And that was the first time I ever had a dildo in my hands. This is not where I thought the story was going to go. <laughs> what did you end up doing with said dildo? Well, we just tossed that shit and went to our friend's house. And I mean, if, if you're in second grade, that's a proportionally sized baseball bat. So I'm sure there was some confusing, like, what is this used for sort of process going on? I think Gigi knew in his heart of hearts. Yeah, she was floppy as fuck. Okay. So it was like pretty clear, yeah. It yeah. wasn't like a like a vaguely just like generally yeah. shaped one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like not mean. Yeah, I guess being from Philadelphia, I was so aware of condom kingdoms so early on that I just True. like had seen dildos in like, you know, maybe freshman year when we had like come down to the city and just like wander from <laughs> shop to shop. So later stage, but in a more controlled environment. Hell yeah. Evan, when was the first time you saw a dildo? I don't know. But after my brother passed away, when we were cleaning out his bedroom, uh, you know, my mother and I were cleaning out his closet and uh, I definitely pulled a butt plug out of it. And my mom was like, oh my God. And I just like laughed so hard and I was like, sick. When I die and if you're in my room, that'll be me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel you. I've never had a butt plug. Oh, you got to get him. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do. For real. It's just popping. Uh, my mom's probably going to listen to this. Cool. Butt plugs are tight, dude. What's up, mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be surprised if she never used a butt plug. Emmer's a wild lady. <laughs> I don't know how Mark would feel about it. Should I be naming your parents right now in the, uh, in the butt plug conversation? I mean, I don't care. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not their podcast. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real. You know, our parents are also humans. They definitely had intercourse because we're here. That's facts. That's so facts, it's like you facts. think about it, it's scientific. Like, yeah. No argument. My parents aren't like, you know, super hyper religious people, you know. So I'm like my dad followed the Grateful Dead around on tour for years. That's like, cool as fuck. You know, uh, they maybe. they did drugs. They like lived the life. Like my mom's probably used a butt plug, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> true. Let's be real. You know what I mean, it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what most of Bon Jovi songs are about. They're just failed butt plug references. Do y'all play music on this shit? Like, like in between like segments? 
<laughs> like, do y'all have like 15 minutes of talk and then you're like, all right, no, this is Bon Jovi's It's My Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like a live radio <laughs> show. <laughs> gotcha. Sometimes- all right, we just talked about butt plugs for 15 minutes. Now, here's Bon Jovi's It's My Life. Another rock block. Uh, sometimes Chris does like bed music, you know, where he'll just put the song under while we're talking. Like It's mostly whenever we talk about corn, I put the one corn song that we always talk about under there. Or twist. Ants Marching. Or Ants Marching. I forgot I've put that in a couple times too. You a fan yeah. of Dave? Dave. Dave. DMB. What? Dave. Dave Matthews Band. Nah, I've never heard Dave Matthews Band in my life. I would be interested to see what your reaction would be. I know, like, he's South African, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. True, that's all I know about Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it pretty much covers but it. I don't really know. People are like, yo, you've definitely heard a Dave you've Matthews definitely Band heard Dave. song. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? All right, well, like, have you heard- Who the fuck is Dave Matthews? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Of course I have. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, like, why I was is born that? in a different country. <laughs> like- <laughs> What the fuck do you think they play in different countries? Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes, and Bon Jovi. (laughs) So yeah, you were born in Peru. Yeah. You grew up listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Peru. I did. We had MTV, and what was playing is Californication on repeat. It's My Life by Bon Jovi and The Scientist by Coldplay. I swear to God. On TV. I mean, that's exactly what was happening here, too. (laughs) Over and over and over again. And I was like, dude. What the fuck? How old were you? I was like 10. So you lived in Peru till you were like 10? Nah, I lived in Peru till I was like eight months or something, like one. Mm. And then I moved to the States. And then like, I would just visit and like be there for it from time to time. But that shit was crazy. They have like DIY arcades out there. Whoa, what is that like? Like you just be in someone's living room and they have like an N64 or like a Super Nintendo. And yeah. like with a bunch of TVs like lined up in a row. Wow. And it costs like 50 cents an hour to play. And you just be playing with whoever's there. And you just make friends and shit like that. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, just sick. like an arcade, but without the cabinets. With like more home consoles. Right. And you're not in like a commercial building. You're in someone's fucking yeah. like patio or fucking backyard or, you know, Damn, living that's cool. room. Would they ever have like food or whatever that they'd like sell you or like offer you to eat? Nah, any shit. You no, know, because... Dude, that's the fast track to getting nasty, greasy controllers yeah. and, like, gunk stuck in the buttons and stuff. That's fucking true. Yeah. Yeah, we would just be out there just chilling. Playing a game on N64 and eating potato chips goes hand in hand. You yeah, know dude, I mean? I'm sure every one of your controllers was flavor blasted. Back. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> yeah. We got them around here somewhere. Yeah, I have my N64 upstairs, but Evans is uh, is sitting right in this cabinet next to me. Oh, that's cool. We have an N64, but we have, like, the, the AV cable that's fucked up. I don't know how to fix it. I think I need to go on eBay or something. And get I think ours is too. And when I was looking up like getting the N64 upgrade shit, it was so expensive. Well, that's like, the thing. They have like a direct HDMI converter box that you can plug into the back. Cause like Nintendo has their own proprietary plug. True. That's the same on both Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64. So if you buy one, it's 150 bucks, but it works for both systems. Wow. A little expensive, or specifically for the N64, they have like a ribbon setup that you can buy that you just like hardwire yourself with solder into the circuit board for the console. Okay. And then it has an HDMI coming out. And it's like, you know, like 20 bucks or something for the piece, but you run the risk of just fucking destroying your console entirely. So there's True. that. Speaking of pieces, when I was in Peru, I got my first PS1 there. My grandfather bought it for me. And uh, you can't get like actual original like 
games there. Yeah. So you need to just like have like the bootleg downloaded like shit on the disc. Yeah, so it's like a burned disc, yeah. Right. So that's all we had there. And it was like a dollar for a game. Oh damn. So what, I would play mad shit. I was playing Fighting Force. Mm-hmm. I was playing Win Eleven. I was playing a bunch of random shit. Tony Hawk, obviously. Like, oh, of course. All fucking day and night. Final Fantasy. Like oh, all seven, them I imagine? Or- seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, yeah. Was ten on? No, nah, ten was on PS2. Two, yeah. But, yeah. Seven through nine I played. So, when you were down in Peru, you were just gaming hard as hell. You already know what the fuck it is. I was playing Street Fighter <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> like, real shit. <laughs> so, you were the Street Fighter. I mean... Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Who was your character? Ryu, Ken, Namin, fucking Blanca, Namin. I was going to say, like, if you're in Peru, you, I mean, of course, Blanca's from Brazil, the yeah. character, which is, like, super fucked up if you think about it. Because, like, up. Ryu's J- Japanese looks like a guy. Ken, he's American, right? Looks like a regular guy. Giles American looks like a guy. Right. Dalsim, Indian, stretchy man. It's like, okay, that's what the Japanese think of India. But then, right. like, you get to Brazil, South America, it's like, that dude is green, he has orange hair, <laughs> and he fucking shoots electricity out of his body. And it's like, what do they think Brazil is? Word. You know that's who I played as, for sure. You were a Blanca guy? 100%. Oh, okay, okay. I gotta tell you, Chun-Li. Chun-Li Fuck was my yeah. girl. Chun-Li the spinning sick. bird kick, or whatever it is she screams. Yeah. When she flips upside down in helicopters with her legs. Such a good move. No, I like the distance attacks. You yeah, know you'd what I'm spin saying? through the air, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I fucked with that. Every time I played fighting games, I like to, you know, have the distance attack. Close the gap. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the fighting characters, you know, where it's fisticuffs or, uh, you know, kicking and that kind of stuff. Oh, kicksticuffs. When you do that kind of stuff, I feel like the key is you got to get in and get them while they're open and then execute a combo. And you know I'm not good enough to execute any kind of combo. I just got to throw electricity. Evan is pretending he's not good at fighting games, but there is a All Saints Cafe that we love to go to in Florida when we're on tour. They have a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet there. That's cool. And I played against him, and he owned my ass top to bottom. (laughs) Of course, he would only play as Sentinel, which is like, this enormous, just right. like unpredictable, yeah. like all like a uh, homing missile character. Yeah, but Sentinel. I, he was untouchable. I don't know what Sentinel is or looks like, but I will tell <laughs> you, I guarantee I mean, you, I was button mashing the fuck out of that game. Oh, yeah. Biggest fucking purple. You also got to remember, I'm like not a video game boy, so like I don't know what Sentinel looks like. No, that's from the comics in the X-Men cartoon. They're all over the X-Men uh, cartoon from the 90s. I feel like I didn't really watch that. I just watched the intro because the, the song was so good. That song absolutely riffs. Yes. Yeah, shit is fire. We actually covered that in our old band, The Skateboards, our band that we had way, way before we ever formed the Super Weeks. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we played three shows of that band. One show we opened for Johnny Farner when they came over from the U.K., one show we opened for Anamanaguchi and just some party in our basement. But for the Anamanaguchi show, we like we only wrote I think six songs ever for that band, and we had to play a full set. And so we're like, all right, what can we do to just fill time? And the X Men theme is just like such an absolute ripper. Yeah. You know what? Another great cartoon theme song from that era, written by what's his name, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, the guitar player. Mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man theme song for that cartoon. Fuck, I don't remember that one. There's a vocoder voice that comes in. It's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> this like nasty guitar. I remember it. You know which one I fucked with? Tell me. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, with uh, what's his name? Jaleel White as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, that era? Was it the hand-animated one? Nah. Oh, later. The, okay. the later one. 
The CG one. No, not the CG one. Oh, okay. The one that was like Sonic was in like this village and like he had like a girlfriend that was like a fox. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? Tails? <laughs> nah, not Another Tails. Another fox. Like it was a different fox. It was like Sonic. <laughs> Would you say Sonic was? The voice actor? Yeah. Jaleel White. He was the actor yes. who played Steve Urkel. Yes. Then yes. Then we're talking about the same Oh, yeah. Okay, thing. cool. This one right here. You remember you remember this? That character's a fox? I don't know. She looks like a like a muskrat with eyeshadow. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a deer, dude. <laughs> okay, well, we know. all have differing opinions on this. It was Sonic the Hedgehog, the animated series. Yes. Yeah, the original one. Yeah. But I thought you were talking about the other one that was more like because there's a different one, too. Oh. That's more like scratchier type of... That might have still been Jaleel White in that case. Because there was Crazy. one where the background was like very blank and it was just like yes. random rocks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, unfortunately, I know way too much voice actor trivia. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but Uncle Phil from okay. The Fresh Prince, he was the Shredder on the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, okay. So you listen carefully, like, tonight I dine on turtle soup. You'll be like, oh, wait a minute. That's Uncle Phil. I feel like Shredder's about to throw Jazzy Jeff out of the front door of their house right now. (laughs) Oh, Princess Sally Acorn. So she's a squirrel. Oh, shit. (laughs) Not a deer. (laughs) Definitely not not a deer. (laughs) Right? A squirrel. Yeah, that's That's, that's her. Man, that's wild. That character was never in the game. So I just kind of know what that is. Yeah, that that show was crazy, though. Now I miss like waking up at like fucking eight in the morning to watch like one Saturday morning on like whatever the fuck. Oh, right. I forgot. I was like, one Saturday morning. Yes. Yeah. I already know the fucking vibes. Dude, I totally forgot about that. I'm going to credit that as why I never got into religion. Oh, okay. Oh, because you missed church on Saturday? (laughs) No, because. When I was younger, I was like five. My dad's Jewish. My mother's Christian. Like all very loose. Like we never went to temple or church. Mm. They never did that shit. But they okay. were like, their parents are religious. Weird. My dad went to temple when he was a kid, whatever. I'm sure my mom went to church then too. But as adults, they didn't. Anyway, when I was like five, they sat me down. They're like, you know what the Jewish holidays are. You kind of have had a taste of that religion. You know what the Christian holidays are. You've had a taste of that religion. Do you want to go to church or temple or be a part of any of those religions? And in my brain, the weekends were all the same day. So I was like, no, I want to watch cartoons. I mean, because that was your house. That was your Yeah, that was your temple. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worshiping at the altar of Sonic, my dad. (laughs) Fully. Oh, my God. I mean, Sonic, you know, there are people who played Nintendo. I was a Sega kid. Well, you know, Sega do what Nintendo don't. It's true. Sonic was my fucking game. Sonic was your Super Mario. Oh, Sonic is my guy, dude. Yeah, have you gone back to play that game? It, yeah. It sucks. No, it doesn't. You're Sonic? wrong. Yeah, it's terrible. Sonic Damn. 1 is great. Here's the thing. Sonic 1, Green Hill Zone, like the first three levels are great. But then they start putting like all kinds of obstacles and stuff like where you have to like jump and like find your way back through the level and do all these things. And it's like, look, Sonic is built to do one thing and that is go fast. And all right. you're doing is having me run into walls running the spikes, making sure I cannot go fast. And what is it that Sonic always says? Gotta go fast. True. Is that what Sonic says? That's his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think he talked in the video games. Yeah, he just stood there and wagged his finger if you let him sit <laughs> idle for too long. That was the only way he communicated. I mean, there were also, like, I liked when they did, like, different things. Like, the air would push you a little bit. Yeah, or, and you, like, flip upside down Yeah, that was fun. Like, I loved that game, dude. The last time I played it, I was 18, and it was my first week at college. Because I didn't know anyone, and I didn't go out and party or do any of that. I 
played that game for a few days until maybe Mike Smeeds or Alex Kramer dragged me out. Cause somehow I met them cause they lived, to, I met Smeeds and then they lived together. So they dragged me out to parties. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would meet Bob Wuss and Greg Mendez and whole slew of people that Gigi doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you're yeah. talking about at all. Then right. I stopped playing video games. Yeah. Yes. And here I am now. True. Well, Gigi, are you a party animal? Or are you the, the social butterfly that Evan doesn't seem to be? I mean, I have like real big ass, like social anxiety. Mm. So like when you first initially meet me, I don't know if y'all met me this way, but I was probably real fucking quiet. Yeah, 100%. We've actually talked and about like, this and on the podcast a few times. I was like, I thought Gigi hated me for two yeah. years. Yeah, I was actually talking to Ruben a couple of days ago, and he was talking about the first time he met me because we watched Drumline 2. When I left, like, he said that he thought that I hated him. <laughs> and, and he thought he was never going to see me again. <laughs> Little did he know, now you're... Now we're, now we're five years deep yeah, <laughs> into <yeah>. this shit. <laughs> Still watching Drumline every weekend and yeah. get psyched. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fire if we did that. Watch Whiplash. No, I mean, you already know. <laughs> yeah, you know, Evan, you made a good point. Why even make Whiplash? They already had it done with Nick Cannon in the starring role in Drumline. True, they did. A bit more friendly and uplifting in that version, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we needed a more dramatized Drumline. Yeah, a darker Drumline for a darker time. True. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just have a lot of social anxiety and... uh I'm not really a social butterfly unless I drink a lot. And that's why I'm drinking now. So <laughs> <laughs> I never want to enter a situation ever, like before I'm actually there. I have bad anxiety as well. And I will avoid ever entering a social situation. I didn't drink for years. Like whenever you met me, I was sober for a couple of years at that point already. And I'll drink occasionally now, okay. but rarely ever to excess. But I find that like once I'm in a social situation, well, as long as there's people like I trust there. I can right. really open up and, you know, become, I guess, like the life of the party in my own right, even without gotcha. drinking. But that fear is very real. Yeah, like, because sure. that made it difficult for me. Cause like, otherwise, I would have tried to bridge that gap with you sooner. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? This guy just hates me and I'm afraid he's going <laughs> to yeah. hate me more if I say anything else to him. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I just thought you were shy. Oh, yeah. I'm totally fucking shy. You know, I'm shy. I am anxious and. I just don't talk a lot because I'm trying to assess the situation that I'm in because I always feel like I'm fucking weird. So hmm, yeah, I feel that about myself too. I get like, it. That's the mark of a great bass player. It's like, <laughs> so I'm just going to hang back. I'm going to see what's going on. And I'm just going to figure out where I can glue into this. And yeah. that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. Jim, watching you on stage though, you wouldn't have any idea. It's like, you're about to like burn down the world. Yeah. Cause fuck everyone. You feel me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> cause when I'm playing, it's like, fuck everyone. Like really, I'm in like the most vulnerable state that I could be. You know what I'm saying? You're literally just watching me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A whole room full of heads just aimed at you. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing is you're not just a bass player, as we've talked about, not to trigger any yeah. other anxiety. We talked about you <laughs> a lot <laughs> on the podcast, but you're a multi-instrumentalist and you're like yeah. an absolute ripper on guitar too. And yeah. drums. And drums. Fucking guy can rip on the drums. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He does it all. He does it all. Yeah. I tried, you know, when I was really young, like in middle school, I was playing drums for the band and we had to play Wipeout. Oh shit. That's a challenging one. Yeah. But yo, like they had us play it on the toms, but you know what I did? I played it on the snare. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Front and center. <laughs> and I remember there was this little child after the show was like, yo, can I get your autograph? And I was like, of course, dude, here you go. <laughs> yeah, you're five. I'm 12. Let's get it. <laughs> That's your rookie card right there. Like True. it has. <laughs> 
That was Jay Weinberg. <laughs> Max Weinberg's son? <laughs> yeah. The current drummer of Slipknot? Yeah. Let me fill in the gaps for Evan's horribly set up joke. <laughs> that would be so crazy. Jay Weinberg's from New Jersey. I mean. He is. Real shit. And he is younger than me, I think. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I saw Jay and Weinberg play with Against Me once. That shit was hilarious. Jay Weinberg would put like water all over his drum kit and just Oh yeah, beat getting it that's up. yeah, that splish when you yeah. smack the tops. He's like one of those dudes that like put water in their mouth and do like the aqua dragon, like triple H <laughs> <laughs> and then just start playing drums. It was hard, honestly. <laughs> Man, I had no idea. Couldn't imagine Max Weinberg doing that. <laughs> yeah. That would be hard. Imagine if Max Weinberg played in Slipknot. <laughs> I would watch that. Same. <laughs> With his classic grip, like the one hand of uh, the stick reversed and like yeah. just like smiling in his three-piece suit, like like in a very friendly fashion. What mask do you think Max Weinberg would have on? Wouldn't wear was... a mask. <laughs> hey, play in the space with me here. Oh, Wait, come on. Think uh, it up, think it up. What's what's his character? Uh, he, he had like nothing, just flesh face. Oh, just blank. <laughs> just blank. But it still, still has glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be scary as fuck. Yeah, like a bookish Slender Man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, you ever like actually get into Slender Man? So... I know just like some peripheral stuff. And I know that girl murdered another girl to impress Slender Man or something. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like Marble Hornets. That's okay. where like the origins of Slender Man start. I have like, no, enlighten me. I have no it, idea what you're talking it, about. It was like this whole ass series. Like I'm pretty sure it's called Marble Hornets. And that's like where Slender Man is derived from. And it was just like some online shit. Like, I don't know where it was. I think it was on like Newgrounds.com or some shit. Yeah, that sounds right. It was just like this little like horror series that I thought was fucking real yeah. at the time, but it wasn't. Well, it was a creepypasta, right? Like the idea was to try to like trick people into believing that it was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that documentary about like the girl that was killed and shit like that. Yeah, I'm, I am curious There's about a documentary? It. Yeah, well, there was a yeah. murder done in the name of Slender Man mm-hmm. in real life by like two 12-year-old girls. They conspired to kill another girl and they did. They murdered her. At 12? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were they tried as adults? I wonder, probably. What the fuck was your brain like when you were 12? Dude, I was like kicking dildos and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had already discovered marijuana by age 12. So I was just high and playing Super Smash Brothers and Nintendo 64. I feel like I was an idiot. I mean, I was also an idiot. (laughs) What's y'all's main in Super Smash Brothers? Bowser. Yeah, Evan Evan calls him Browser when we're playing. (laughs) Not mean. Yeah, it's real good. We're on the internet all day. In the original (laughs) Super Smash, I was a Fox guy. Oh, yeah. But they've just changed how he feels in the later ones, so I switched to Link. I'm a Link main. Gotcha. But Evan used to play as Kirby as well. One of his favorite moves when he couldn't, like, compete with other people who were playing so he would just suck them in and walk off the edge of the map and suicide classic, with them. Classic good shit. one. Classic I love Kirby, shit. but I can't. The characters recently have just gotten so good that it's like hard to play as Kirby. Like I feel like early Kirby was like a little bit OP, maybe because. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know that's Dude, why true. I played as him, of course. That up smash. Who you play as? I play as Zelda. Oh. Yeah. She was introduced in what melee, I guess, with the the Sheik Zelda that early on, or was she introduced in Brawl? She was introduced in melee. She was in the N64. Yeah, she's hard as fuck. I like Lil Mac. Lil Mac was cool. Oh, he's a new addition for yeah, the most recent one. Yeah. He's fine. He yeah. does. He's got no recovery, though. So if you're off the right, edge of the right. map, you're, you're, you're bored. Fucked. Did you see the new DLC that they came out with or some shit? Is there a third one? Is there a third character pack? I think that I just saw that they recently came out with Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Whoa, what? cool. Oh, I'm back in it. I'm back in it, man. I will definitely play a Sora. 
With the Keyblade? Yeah. Oh, dude, his final smash has got to have Goofy and Donald by his side. Oh, my God, dude. That would be fucking incredible. Dude, that's such like a crazy IP overload. Because like for the listener, if you're not familiar, Kingdom Hearts is a game series that combines the world of Final Fantasy and the pantheon of Disney characters injected into it. That's a licensing issue in the first place with Square Enix with the Final Fantasy characters, but like the Disney, like they're, you know, notably litigious and also very protective of their intellectual property. They're the reason that trademarks are now, what is it? We're currently uh, at like like life plus 60 years. For the listener, if you haven't figured this out, the only video game I do play is Super Smash Brothers. And if anyone wants to buy me a Switch and that <laughs> game, it will cause me to never make music again or leave my room Maybe don't. I hope this is real. God, I hope this is real. I'm pretty sure it's real. I'll play. Somebody buy me that game. I'll tell you what, folks out there. The Super Weeks email is, is weeksshred <laughs> at gmail.com. If you want to donate to the PayPal yeah, to yeah. get Evan a Switch so he can play Super Smash Brothers with me and Gigi. Yeah, shit is real. Do you Just, have a Switch, Gigi? I do not have a Switch, but if anyone wants to PayPal, <laughs> the Super Weeks PayPal. And- <laughs> Buy me a Nintendo Switch so I could play with both of them. <laughs> Just put it in the note when you send the money over. Say either GG or Evan. I mean, <laughs> or both. Give us a percentage. We'll split it up. Yeah, this is real. It's oh, on Nintendo.com. This is real. Oh well. my God, dude. Okay, that's great news. Listen, the last two years, it's been tough, man. Pandemic. America sucks shit in general, but this makes it all worth it. All of human civilization has been. Just like rocketing towards this moment in time where we get Sora in a Super Smash Brothers game. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, when I was growing up, I really wanted to get a tattoo of the Kingdom Hearts heart mixed with the Alkaline Trio heart. Wow, that's hard as fuck. Mixed right? with the him hardogram. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's too hard. Like, yeah, I, I'm not that hard, Chris. Where are you going to get it in the palm of your hand? The hardogram? All of it. <laughs> Sounds horribly painful <laughs> she'll be sick though yeah dude <laughs> how else would you be worthy of wielding your own keyblade if you don't have it in your palm after you play a show like you could wave at everyone and yes. they'll just see all of the hearts yeah now i really want this no it's one it's one heart you know it's like all the factors implemented all together. The factors together yeah. yeah 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 i feel you that's hard that's what that. i always wanted that tattoo thank god i am now 33 years old and i don't want that tattoo However, when you tattoo Henrylitis on me, then you can also tattoo that on me. Word, I'm a I'm a tattoo Goofy on your lower back. <laughs> I'm a tattoo Henrylitis on your shoulder. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get too deep into this, the listeners need to know what is Henrylitis. Henrylitis is a little baby spider frog. You feel me? That I made as a character in my brain, and uh, he's lit. He does like little actions to survive and live simultaneously and uh his theme song is little baby little spotted little frog and uh his purpose is to survive he's sick (laughs) (laughs) there it all is so wait wait, wait. what is a spider frog spiders oh spotted frog excuse me i misheard you maybe there are spider frogs and that shit would be crazy half spider half frog or is it like a frog that has eight legs whoa yeah That'd be fucked. Yeah. That'd be fucked. Some seriously targeted jumping it's like that it can do. like some fucking KFC shit right some there. fucking Pokemon <laughs> shit. It's the French KFC. Yeah, it's a PFC or something. Like Paris fried... Oh, BFF. <laughs> Paris fried frog. Why not FFF? France fried frog? <laughs> there it is. 
Speaking of French fries, let's take a listen to this week's song. That is not a segue. All right, <laughs> I'll skip that one. <laughs> Back to Henrylitis. Yeah, he's sick. Henrylitis is a baby spider frog, and he's out here to challenge the adversities of life and just be out here. You know, like a frog, but like, what are we? You know. <laughs> Gigi one one day came into the recording studio and he came in and he said. So I've been working on a piece. As I do. Henrylitis. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Gigi is also a visual artist. That's true. That's facts. I have ideas and thoughts, and I like to put them down on tangible materials. <laughs> on a medium, if you will. <laughs> yes, the artist's medium. I mean, yeah. no signature, so you don't know who the fuck it is like Banks. Are you feel me? We out here. <laughs> I feel like we gave it away, though. Now, when people see Henrylitis, they're going to know. All right, whatever. <laughs> what about fruits and ladders? Oh yeah, I have, I'm working on another piece. Did did Evan tell you about my other piece? No. Well, my piece is about getting closer to God, and what the piece entails or has on it, or that I drew is three different clouds, mm-hmm. three different ladders, and fruits on top of it, like a banana, an apple, an orange. Thank you. I. <laughs> It's good, good to have affirmed for me what fruits are. <laughs> it's hella good art. Yeah. And it's called Fruits and Ladders. And this is an illustration? Yeah, it's. I started to make it on a canvas. Like I okay, penciled okay. it on and I have to paint it. Excellent. I yeah. love this idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a, a series of it. Yeah. So that the sky looks different. You know, it's different fruits. Like it'll, It won't just be like an orange, a banana, an apple. It could be like a pineapple, a kiwi, and yeah. a grape. Yo, do you have a beret anywhere? I don't. I feel like we got to take a picture of you in a beret. I don't have a beret, and I cannot fathom my hair fitting in anything. So. No, no, I think the idea would be to have the beret just perched on top of your hair. Oh, true. I think that would be sick. Well, if I had a beret, or if you had a beret, I would try to wear it, but I feel like I would look funny. If anyone wants to <laughs> PayPal the Super Week <laughs> PayPal so we can buy Gigi a beret. And a Nintendo Switch. And a Nintendo Switch. We're all broke out here, okay? It's- <laughs> And I need entertainment. <laughs> N64 isn't enough anymore. It's not. YouTube's not enough anymore. Nothing is enough. I need real stimulus. <laughs> I need to stimulate myself in a way that is more recent. We need a Nintendo 64 that you can watch YouTube on, is what you're saying. Exactly. I need to do things at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I need to play the game and have instructions available to me to play the game. I need a playthrough. Do you ever watch walkthroughs when you play games? Of course I fucking do. I'm a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Uh, If there's like, I want to platinum a a game, like get all the the available trophies for it and like make sure I don't miss anything. I will look something up if I can't figure it out. Absolutely. When I was playing Mortal Kombat with Pierce, like we were in the crypt and we needed to have the the walkthrough available to us because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And Mm -hmm. those games were so fucking ambiguous. Like even when I play Final Fantasy, like I need a walkthrough. I used to have like, you know, the books. Wait, what? Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat, whatever the fuck. The ones that just came out recently. Like, you... uh, Is it X or 11? 11's out now? Yeah, yeah, there's like XL or whatever. I think they introduced it back in maybe, was it Mortal Kombat Deception? I'm not sure. There's one that was like an RPG one where they like introduced the crypt. And what you had to do was like do certain things in the game, like meet parameters that they like have that aren't explicit necessarily. To unlock different things in the crypt, to get like different skins for different characters, different like yeah. concept art and stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, just like, like a bunch of shit you don't want, but then right. like also like different skins that are a lot yeah. of fun, like referencing different eras of the game. Yeah. Did I explain that well? 
You're just kind of staring at me. <laughs> I guess you you mentioned you had the books, like the walkthrough books. Like the I had the ones. Majora's Mask walkthrough book. Fuck yeah! Still couldn't beat it, dude. That's my favorite Zelda game. To, I mean, maybe Breath of the Wild is honestly get these boys sure. to switch so they can they can say the same thing. <laughs> but Majora's Mask, like if you're not familiar, listener. That is a deviation from the typical Zelda model in that you are stuck in a three-day time loop and the world ends because the moon crashes into the earth at the end of the loop every time. And so you have to like try different things, do different things, help different people at, throughout different loops in order to get the full experience of the game. And a lot of it is like very sort of hard to parse. And you have to find like a bunch of masks in the game. I think there's like 24 or 23 you can call it in total. So hard. From doing different things throughout the game. Sometimes it's helping people. Sometimes it's like doing shit in dungeons. Sometimes it's finding invisible stuff and doing weird shit. All kinds of great stuff. And that game is amazing. I spent like two years of my life, like from like age like 14 to 15, I guess, just like figuring every single little thing out in that game. And I can play through that game in like two days now. I That's love that dope. game so much. That's psycho because I still haven't <laughs> beat it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I've never like thoroughly played any Zelda game, I don't think. Ocarina of Time? No, not even. Yeah. Like a Link to the Past, maybe. Oh, for Super Nintendo? Yeah, I think that's like the only one that I played entirely. Many people consider that to be the best Zelda game of all time, because that's what established the modern Zelda conventions. True. It is fucking sick. Really? Better than Ocarina? That's the two that usually people are battling over. Ocarina, I mean, that game is actually, again, maybe the only game. I don't think I ever beat Sonic. I don't think <laughs> I could ever get past, like, level eight. Yeah. Fair. But I did get to the point where I could beat Ocarina of Time in one sitting. One sitting? That's a lot. That's got to be like 10 hours of gameplay, if Probably not more. Eight. Pretty impressive. My neighbor John Fanning and I would play that game all the time. So it was just like we knew exactly where everything was, exactly what path everything was on, exactly how to beat every boss mm -hmm. and like not even get hit, you know, because we play it that much. Tell me if you're beating it that quick. Are you doing the big Goron sword quest? Get that two-handed knife, ultimate no, damage, no shield. The master sword is the one that you get in the story. In the story, yeah. No, we. And you can get the giant knife for two hundred rupees from the Goron right. who's in the Goron we would village. Get, we would get the giant knife behind for the bomb sure. wall, but that thing breaks in like yeah ten hits. Or no something. problem. Yeah, the big Goron sword. Gotta get that jelly-eyed frog. Gotta get the teardrops for the Goron because his eyes are irritated by Death Mountain. I'm going. Am I going too deep down this? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Well, Gigi, what, what are your games? Aside my from game? fighting games that we've covered, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is my game for sure. Oh, dude, Not the most unparsable storyline. That's that my was great. shit. Final Fantasies, my shit. Ableton, my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ableton the game? Ableton the game. That shit is a game. Have you been enjoying playing Pro Tools the game lately? Pro Tools is fucking... Pro Tools is kind of... It's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just ugly as fuck. It's like the Minesweeper of, like, the Dawes. <laughs> but, like, other than that, like, I think Pro Tools is pretty lit. Very, very easy to use. Does a lot of shit that Ableton doesn't do for some fucking stupid reason. Yeah, but there's plenty of things that Ableton does that Pro Tools also doesn't do for some fucking stupid reason. That's so. fair. So they all have their shortcomings, yeah. Yeah, Ableton is very easy. There's a tutorial on the side, you know what I'm saying? Just indicating what is what all the time, which yeah, is sick. Yeah, that rocks. Virtual is just like the number one for editing audio. Yeah. It's just it's so convenient and quick for editing audio. For sure. It's fucking awesome. I don't love it, but I don't care. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, but now you can bounce between the two. That's what know? I do. That's what I'd be doing because for tracking, it's sick. I mix on Ableton. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but like for editing and shit, Pro Tools all day, you know? Unbeatable. Yeah. Unfuckwithable. Yeah. 
But yeah, I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I loved that game. That was maybe the last game I actually finished playing. Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1. Damn, you can get to 2. 2 is peak Great. game. You could fly in that shit. Yeah, like, dude. Oh my God. Doing a little I feel like that came out when I was in college, you know? Fuck it. Yeah, you know, to be fair, I didn't actually play Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 2 until probably four years ago. Damn. Just well after we were done college. Uh, because I knew Kingdom Hearts 3 was, like, that's when they first announced it and okay. it was going to come out. And I was like, well, I got to get through this game. Right. And then I, like, after that, I beat it and the third one still didn't come out. So I was like, well, no, I got to play all these other Kingdom Hearts games. And there's, like, Dream Drop Distance. And then, like, there's, like, the Kingdom Hearts card strategy game. Right. And, like, all this goofball shit. Chain and the numbers. more I played, the less that fucking story made sense. That story is insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty fucked. I haven't played the third one yet. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was in Chicago. I was chilling with a friend and they were like, it's good. And I was like, people tell me it's bad though. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's, it's the Kingdom Hearts gameplay that you love. Okay. But with like more weird quick time event summons, like you can summon Hercules and you can summon Simba, I think, and summon some other people. And there's like weird power up shit for that. But like the storyline has gotten so fucking off the wall, bonkers. Sora, there's like a clone of him that like looks like a guy who was an actual guy in the past, but he's like- Something dumb as his, fuck. His, like, so his heart and his body split Stupid. into two different living beings. But then like everybody else has that secretly too. That's not and they're dumb. like part of this evil cabal, like their heart- Heartless, I think. They're nobodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're nobodies. The other part, yeah. yeah. Are like part of the evil cabal that secretly runs the world. Organization 13. Yes, yes. Do you, Your memory is spot on. <laughs> you already know. But like Leonard Nimoy is the voice actor of um, Ansem. The older version of Ansem so is stupid. voiced by Leonard Nimoy, who was Spock on Star Trek, the original series. That's cool. But he died while they were making Kingdom Hearts 3. That's fucked up. Yeah, so I think there's like parts of his performance that are still in there. Damn. So for me, it's like so... That's like weird. joyous and heartwarming to like hear evil Spock <laughs> in yeah. there again. Cause he was also in one of the Transformers movies, maybe Dark of the Moon. He was the, uh, the, the one-off villain for that movie. True. And so like just hearing his voice in film, like always like got my nerd juices flowing. I'm psyched. Speaking about death while you're acting, do y'all remember when Dumbledore died after the first Harry Potter? Yes, of course. Evan? I never, <laughs> I've only seen that as wizard people, dear reader. Oh yes. You're I've never that? seen Harry Potter as Harry Potter proper. Mm. No, you should watch that shit. That shit is a trip. Still good. Stay good. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fucking fire. You know what I mean? Like the CGI and that shit. I was like, how the fuck y'all play Quidditch like this? This shit is crazy. <laughs> Oh my God, did they make a movie for every single one? Every single one. Actually, they one. made two movies for the Deathly Hollows, the <laughs> yeah. final book. They split it into two films. Yeah. yeah. One of them got two. <laughs> so there's eight movies for seven books. Okay. Yeah. They did that shit. That shit is crazy. Total cash. And, and then, the, uh, I almost said The Kill Mockingbird. What's that series called? Hunger Games. Yeah. The last of the last book's called Mockingjay. Yeah. Uh, they split the Mockingjay movie into they two did. films. But that's the thing is like, the first one's like fine and kind of cohesive. Is Will but Ferrell in that? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're probably thinking of the first two Austin Powers films or something. You're thinking oh, about no. Zoolander. I'm thinking of his He's character in Zoolander <laughs> because I think that character looks like the emperor in... Yeah. Uh, well, oh, Donald Sutherland? No, they don't look the same. <laughs> look... I watched that shit and I was like, this is just less good Battle Royale. Yeah, absolutely. Fair. It's no bueno. Fair. 
Yo, why do you have two eye locks on your laptop? Because yeah. I don't know which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is the studio one, and one of them has Pro Tools on it. So I just bring both. So I just plug them in so I don't have to worry about not having something. Fair. Yeah. That's hilarious and fair. But speaking of plugins and recording and all of that, <laughs> why don't we listen to the thing that we recorded together recently? This week's song. What's it called, Evan? It was going to be called Change Is. <laughs> but now what's it called? I don't know. What do you want to name it? Changes <laughs> featuring Tupac. <laughs> it's called Change Is. Here we go. Change is a good thing. Donate it to those who need it more than I. Change is a bad thing because it's beautiful and it could look up your know what the fuck it is we out here playing kingdom hearts we out here playing sound of the hedgehog you already know what the fuck the vibes are <laughs> stupid motherfuckers get the fuck up <laughs> this is warped tour stupid <laughs> you know fucking prove it you already know <laughs> let me get some fucking water you feel me it's eight dollars but i don't give a fuck <laughs> get it for me and hand it to me stupid <laughs> so uh we just listened to that song <laughs> Uh, Gigi, your guitar playing sick. I Just love you that know. you essentially did a guitar solo over the bridge. I mean, it's very much. I don't know if you're a fan of Super Chunk, but it was real in the vein of Majesty Shredding, which I have been ripping hard lately. Never heard that shit, dude. That record is so good. That is definitely the best Super Chunk record, in my opinion. I would agree, but your guitar playing in the bridge of that reminded me hard of shit of what they would do mm. man i don't know motherfuckers is copying me i don't know <laughs> i never heard them <laughs> no they ain't been a band for 30 years oh true yeah yeah it's subconscious you feel me we listen to the same shit <laughs> exactly they looked forward through time and stole it from you <laughs> no i mean <laughs> i bet you super chunk would be like yeah so close sick that would be cool i think y'all like them so maybe yeah <laughs> I think you like them too. They're they're a super tight band. Cool. But yeah, you definitely like captured the uh, gnarly pop punk spirit of that song. I like you they added the bonus nastiness too, some of the nice gnarly notes in there. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, do my thing. 
Yeah, I feel like nobody knows that I play guitar anymore, so. Had to real let him know. Yeah. Dude, I have the inverse experience where, like, I am a bass player. Like, that's, like, my education's in bass playing, but I haven't played bass professionally for the most part in a few years. Like, I've played, like, as a sideman in a couple bands, and I feel like my identity's lost. Just this week, you know, Harmony Woods? Yeah. Sophia's an old friend of ours, and she asked for me to, like, fill in playing bass for her. I have a Thunderbird bass that I bought when I was young. I spent all of my money that I saved up my whole life to buy this bass. Word. And picking it up again, I was like, oh, this is right. Like, this oh, is I what I do. Oh, I thought that was given to you as in part of the dentist. No, that's the ES369. The guitar, the oh, guitar that we have that we use too. as our main workhorse for the studio. That's an amazing guitar that I was lucky enough that like an old Philadelphia architect who was one of my dad's patients, like had arthritis, couldn't play it anymore. And so he's like, oh, I heard your son started playing guitar. And I was like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. then. Maybe I was 13 when I started. Okay. So I just started. And my dad was like, oh yeah, sure. I would love uh, you know, to take this guitar if you can't play it anymore. He says, yeah, I'll bring it in from, during my next appointment. And my dad said, like, you know, this old, old ass man, he was like 90, like brings the guitar in okay. and sets it down and opens it up for my dad. And it was like opening the suitcase in Pulp Fiction where he was just like in awe of like the beauty of this instrument. And then he brought it home to me, like so excited to share this incredible gift with his son. And I opened up the case and I was like, this isn't a Strat. And I closed it back <laughs> up and wow, went back to a- my Squire guitar. Wow. What an ass. I was a little ass. I was this a little- isn't a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Thunderbird bass that I have, I spent like two summers saving up all of my money for my summer jobs to like be able to afford it. But like I saved up like 800 bucks or something. And so my dad had a friend who like had a hookup with a music store in the area. And so he got it for me for like cost. So we only had to spend a thousand dollars on it. And so my dad covered the rest of it. Oh, yeah. And that bass, I've had it for so long, played it for so long. That there's a thumb groove in the body that's worn in from me like playing finger style on it. So there's like gotcha. a hole where I stick my thumb in, in the bass now. But anyway, point being that piece of my identity's back. It feels like coming home in yeah. a way. Do you feel that like soul glow? You are the bass player, and that's how yeah. most people identify you. Do you feel like when you pick up a guitar when you're jamming that it has a similar similar sensation? Definitely. I usually write soul glow songs on guitar, so hmm. I can't like write on a bass. You know. Yeah, and that's fair. It's not like melodious. It doesn't really feel right when you're playing chords on it. Yeah, I get that for sure. That makes sense now after having recorded that album with you and hearing like. Some of those songs where you play bass high as fuck. Yeah. Up on the neck. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like I play bass differently because of being, you know, a guitarist. Yeah, and a lot of your tonal choices, too, are more so like a guitar style. Like, for one, you love to utilize the Marshall JMP amp that we have, which is a guitar direct amp as part of your bass chain whenever you're recording. And that's like a very distinctly, like, guitar register. So nasty sounding. Yeah, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah, I told Evan when we were recording that I wanted it to sound like Mark Hoppus and the dude from Death From Above. So I feel like using that JMP definitely oh, yeah, balanced the it in a way that I liked. Give you the grind. Yeah. Did you play a P bass too for it? For your Mark Hoppus style? Okay, yeah. I did play a P bass. Of course. Trying to like, you know, honor the goats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hoppus the goat. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. He is. He has good tone, dude. That's true. He does. Tone goat. <laughs> he is. It's all about Go the goat. tone. He played great parts. You've talked about this on multiple episodes of the podcast, how when you taught bass, people would come to you and be like, teach me this Blink-182 song all mm-hmm. the time. And that's not because Mark Hoppus sucks. It's because Mark Hoppus is sick. Well, um, he knows how to do the perfect minimalist thing that serves the song. 
And so Facts. it's a great beginner track, but also it's a pretty solid pocket playing for pop punk because you have like the greatest pop punk drummer of all time, Travis Barker behind him. Yeah. And so it's like, well, why would I do any more than I need to? Right. We have all of the flashy shit we need for this song already. I'll just hold it down. I mean, Mark Pappas also plays guitar and I feel like they look at things in more of a, like a, a songwriting perspective, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what fits best for the song in its own way. Yeah. They have the puzzle box, you know, yeah. the, the case of the puzzle in their mind and they're like, all right, Let's just build these pieces, and that's what we're focusing on. Yeah. They're a great band. I love Blink-182. You know, people shit on Blink-182 a lot of the time, but, like, if you think about it, there's not another band out in the world that sounds like Blink-182. Nah, they're like fucking the pop-punk Beatles, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're that's, the shit. You know what? That's kind of true. Yeah, they're the shit. Like, multiple vocalists. Like, yeah. their personalities really shine through. I mean, there isn't, like, a one-to-one Travis Barker, I guess, in the Beatles, because he's kind of more reserved in his public persona. Yeah. But he also, like, guests on a ton of stuff. So right. I feel like that's how he, you know, is his Ringo Starr equivalent of, like, being, like, the goofiest, funniest one. He's also dating some sort of a Kardashian or yeah. some, something Some right sort now. of a Kardashian. Yeah. Some kind of Kardashian is that the album put out by Algernon Kardashian? <laughs> I love Blink Way too. I love My Chemical Romance. Yes, you do. My Chem is also a big one that my base students, like my young students, would want to learn. Of and course. You he, weren't from New Jersey? No, no not. This was my students Philly? were all Philly kids too. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Close enough to like think about Gigi, right now we are 10 minutes away from New Jersey. That's true. Were they all from Cherry Hill? No, they're all from Philly. I taught in an after-school program specifically for Philly kids. Okay. It's just a cultural exchange across the bridge. Gigi's in disbelief that people from outside of New Jersey would be that into pop punk. I mean, it's true, though. Like, you know, you went to shows in New Jersey growing up. Pop punk shows were insane. Yeah. I mean, metalcore shows were, like, more predominant from where I was from. That shit was crazy. And, like, punk shows. But, you know what I'm saying? Like... I don't know. I didn't really like go to a lot of pop punk shows aside from like seeing Pat and Pending because like they mm-hmm. were always a part of that like ska scene that I would always go to. Mm-hmm. I remember Pat and Pending. Motherfucking New Jersey. Again, an era where you didn't have to worry about how Googleable your name was. Yeah. We didn't know how to use the internet. We were like myspace.com slash patent pending. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah. Did you, did you have a music MySpace back in the day? No, I didn't. Not like as a solo artist. I just didn't. I used to like play in a ska band back in the day. They had a MySpace. There, now we're talking. Yeah, and it was it was something. It was funny. What was, was the band name? The band was called Number Twenty Three, and we were named after a Brazilian sandwich. That Number Twenty Three. You yeah. weren't named after that Jim Carrey movie. Not, <laughs> like, we were, like you know, it's funny. We came before that shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Jim Carrey like fucked with us, and after that movie came out, we we're like, fuck. Now everyone's gonna associate us with this fucking dumb movie, and we were really bummed about it because all we wanted to do was be affiliated by this Brazilian sandwich. It had like fried plantains on it. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. It was like a cheeseburger. And it had those like thin ass potato stick chips on it. They're like very thin. There's a, a fast food chain that does that as their fry style. Where they're like, they're almost like long shreds in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good to sell. That does sound good. So fucking good. That's a, so much awesome starch too. The starchy plantains. <laughs> was that up potatoes. by where you lived? Yeah, it was in Cliffside. Fucking awesome. It had like this special sauce on it that made me feel good. <laughs> Damn. It was tight. Ska. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Pizza. I mean, that's synonymous. See, there's no <laughs> ska bands in Philadelphia. People, people weren't asking to learn ska. That's bass not lines. true. I'm sure there were. 
Well, I shouldn't say no. That's an absolute. But you have they, people be like, "Yo, I want to learn a streetlight manifesto baseline." No, and it's funny. I actually played in a pit band one time with uh, one of the trumpet players from Streetlight Manifesto. Oh, uh, he filled in at Into the Woods. Okay. Uh, he filled in for one night, and he was great. He killed it. Just sight wrote everything. Didn't have to rehearse with us, and then just took his money and left. So uh, oh, they have yeah. some Philly connection, apparently. I mean, they're from New Jersey. It's you know neighbors. Philadelphia is like the city of South Jersey. Right. Right. Fair. That makes sense. Plus, like, you could be equidistant from Philly and New York if you're in New Jersey. It's a powerful cradle to be living in. You've got yeah. a lot of options there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just made a perfect gesture. You can't see this, listener, to, to symbolize it. And I wish there was a way I could describe it in words. Have you guys talked about your, your high school ska bands like, mutually before? Do you know about Inspector Hector? Oh, yeah. I played in a ska band for six years. Did you, <laughs> six years? <laughs> I think you talked to me about it. I don't remember you saying that it was called Inspector Hector, but that's mm-hmm. hilarious. He left out an important detail of the name. Oh, I'm sure I told him it's just a name that doesn't stick. <laughs> stuck with me as soon as I heard it the first time all those years ago. I'll tell you a name that doesn't stick. My high school band was called Stepping Stone. Wow, that's mad emo. But we were like a classic rock band, essentially. We wrote just like blues rock stuff. I also had a high school band called Jersey Bound. Wow, that's cool. That's mad New Jersey. You're already there, though. That's a short trip. Straight out of a Coheed and Cambria lyric. Oh, well, Gigi, yeah, you love Coheed, right? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, you are going on their cruise, so. Hopefully, if all the stars align and the planets do as well. Oh, right, right, yeah. There's some passport snafu happening right yeah. now. So hopefully, yes, hopefully I get to meet him and be like, yo, what conditioner do you be using? <laughs> Oh, like asking the hard questions, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I meet Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> oh yeah, which one are you really talking I, about, Coheed or Cambria? Yeah, and ask them what's good. Listening to your guitar playing, I'm like, this man listens to fucking Coheed and Cambria. Growing up where you grew up, at the time you grew up, at record labels you had once been affiliated with, I was like, this man knows Coheed and Cambria. I mean, and Gigi was like, I don't really know Coheed and Cambria, mean. and I was playing it. I feel like, you know, maybe you dug it. That's because I listened to, like, prog rock. You know what I'm saying? That's Shreddy prog rock yeah. emo. You know, he's got, like, a kind of more accessible timbre version of Getty Lee's voice in a way, too, the way he sings. So I, I do see that really prog rock connection. Wow, I never thought about that. That's crazy. Just occurred to me. Let me tell you, though, those yeah. guitar tones on that first album are ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guitar parts are incredible it's a bunch of farting butts all over that record no it's just like the, the thinnest tiniest jcm 900 sounding you ass know, squeakers shit. dude little squeakers happen it's not like little great snakes. riffs yeah we're not talking about like a like a juicy meaty flatulence it's like a little squeaker yeah <laughs> sick so uh for anyone listening why didn't you get tickets to the coheed boat to go see soul glow yeah why didn't you spend thousands of dollars and time to go to the boat, do it. <laughs> you could be watching Soul Glow on a boat right now. Yeah, right now. Have you ever been on a boat before? I have been on a boat. There was like these shows that occurred in New York City that just went around the Statue of Liberty. And I saw a sublime tribute band on a boat. That's sick as fuck. And I just smoked mad weed and got so fucking drunk and just started skanking. <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> on yeah, a that's boat. a recipe a for seasickness. Yeah, yeah. But fuck it. So the <laughs> only time you've been on a boat was for a show. Yes. Yeah, that's the only time I've been on a boat. Wow. <laughs> I can just imagine like the sound like ringing out around the feet of like the symbol of freedom and acceptance that is the Statue of Liberty. I don't practice yeah. Santeria. <laughs> yeah, I'm just skanking. 
<laughs> Just skanking on the water, yeah. <laughs> Listening to fucking Scott. <laughs> well, I do love Sublime. Same. But do you love Sublime with Rome? No. <laughs> I, I never don't. actually heard that version of it. I mean, I imagine they weren't putting out records, right, with Rome, or were they? <laughs> they oh. put out, like, four. Oh, no. Yeah, they definitely do. They put out, like, four on, like, Fueled by Robin. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've heard one in its entirety. It's not the same. It can't be the mm. same. Oh, then why do they hire him if he's not like an identical Bradley Noel voice? No. Who the fuck is Rome? Yeah. <laughs> it's a man named Rome, you know? Yeah, they're just like, you know what? Your name is Rome. And now we're sublime with Rome. <laughs> you heard why it was like that? No. I feel like they initially came out the gate like wanting to be just sublime. But Bradley Noel's estate or whatever it was, like his parents were like, dude, you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Sullying our beautiful boy's reputation yeah. like that. Yeah, and then they sued, I think. And so because of the lawsuit. They were just like, fine, we won't be sublime. We'll be sublime with Rome. Man, why didn't they just do that for the Misfits? Uh, misfits are too punk. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And also, they're pretty much always like a rotating. Oh, I didn't know that. I feel like the only constant has been Jerry only, right? I have no idea. I don't know shit about the Misfits. Yeah, come on. You're from New Jersey. Yo, you're fuck punk. New Jersey. No, I'm playing. I, I, I don't know shit about Misfits. Honestly, I never really got into them that, that heavy. Because they're not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> That's fair. Did you yeah. know that before they cast Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in that original X-Men trilogy and all those other movies where he's been amazing in them, they were trying to cast Glenn Danzig and he turned the role down. Wow. Yeah. Glenn Danzig fucked up. <laughs> I mean, No, the world's much better for yeah. it. First I mean, of all, I made a superstar out of Hugh Jackman and we love that guy. Right, but Glenn Danzig fucked the bag up for himself. Oh, absolutely. But now he looks like a melting ghoul of a human being. Like, he's still strong. I, I've heard rumors that he like, Sets up like his own home gym on his front yard and he just like does bench presses and shit so everybody can see him doing it. Word. So obviously he's still kept in Wolverine shape, but <laughs> man's a mutant. Yeah, just like Wolverine. <laughs> Damn, that would have been crazy to live in that timeline where Danzig was actually. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. I don't really want to. <laughs> fair. Yeah, Wolverine would have been way more problematic in those movies if that yeah. was the case. That's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't want to really live in that reality. I feel like maybe the Marvel movie industry wouldn't be doing as well as it is now. If I don't know, man. That was a Fox property. They they purchased the rights for X-Men long ago. Right, but I feel like X-Men movies being so good kind of catapulted the superhero movies into popularity, you know? I feel they like they help. were some of the first, but I but feel let's like... let's give the true credit where it's due to Wesley Snipes. In Blade. I've never seen Blade. What? In my life. You haven't watched the film with the katana-wielding kickboxing vampire? I've never watched that shit in my I've life. I've never seen that either. I, I want to. I it sounds sick. Dude, it's the spooky season. I'm going to watch it then. He you made a cameo it. in What We Do in the Shadows, and I thought that was sick. As Blade? No, as Wesley Snipes. Because <laughs> I was going to say, if he showed up as Blade, he'd be murdering the entire cast of that show. He's a vampire hunter. A daywalker. Right. Half-breed. Well, in the show, you know, there's a secret underground organization of, like, famous people who are secretly vampires. That's such an incredible, so ironic goof. Wesley Snipes is a half-vampire on the show. Just so like he- Blade. <laughs> Right. It's like the joke. God, Uh, that's so dumb and so good. That show's amazing. (laughs) He was Zooming or Skyping in or whatever the whole time, and his connection was getting all fucked up. It was a very good bit with Wesley Snipes. I saw, like, some of that show. It's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the movie. It was funny. The movie is great. I I have seen the movie. 
No Wesley Snipes in that, unfortunately. That was the first thing they did, right? Yeah, Jermaine Clement and yeah, uh, Taika Waititi is director, writer, and actor. Yeah. I forget who else is in it. Great, great film. Good. Folks, if you're looking for a good Halloween film, watch what we do in the chat. Is. True, true. The reason I watched it is because Nick Holdorf said it was the funniest movie he ever had seen. <laughs> true. What's good Halloween movies that y'all like? Halloween. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> is great. Have you seen the... Not H2O, not any of those other intermittent ones, but the one they also named Halloween, where it's the continuation of Laurie Strode's story, when she's like a survivalist and a grandmother. The newest ones? Yeah. Halloween Kills is the one that's coming out yeah, now. Yeah, I, I saw the one before that one. Dude, it fucking I liked rocked. it. That movie is it. awesome. I'm like really excited to see Halloween Kills. Yeah, I'm also amped to see it. I love those movies. But I also rewatched all of the Friday the 13th series, the Jason Voorhees ones. Oh, nice. Dude, there's some real dumpster fires in that. Sure. But like once they turn the corner and they bring Jason back from the dead, and I think it's Friday the 13th part six, I'm pretty sure, Jason Lives. It goes so fucking off the rails. It is absolutely amazing. You know what's a great one? They Live. Dude, They Live. Rocks. I've never seen that movie. That is I wanting to for a while. That is like a fucking ten. I don't know if I would call that necessarily like a Halloween movie because it's aliens that have like done like a quiet invasion of humanity and they're like doing mind control stuff. It still is like kind of horror-ish, but Rowdy Roddy Piper and his biggest acting role of his non-wrestling career. Uh is that Keith David? Who he acts across? I'm not going to know any of who that. Does the, where's Pierce right now? I need him to, to be on pop culture level with me. But I think it is Keith David. He also does like the voice for like the Marines commercials or something. They have a fist fight that is so real and so prolonged where they're largely just like rolling around on the ground and like breathing really heavily and like tripping each other and stuff. That is like one of the greatest non-action sequences in an action movie that I've ever seen. I cannot recommend They Live enough. I gotta watch that shit. You ever seen From Dusk Till Dawn? Yeah, that movie slaps. You the movie just slap. You ever seen Halloween Town? Yeah, dude, the Disney <laughs> Channel original film. You already know the fucking vibes. Yeah, dude, that's an adorable, <laughs> just like charming little family film. The really? girl finds out she's a witch. She travels, it's like an alternate dimension or something, or she goes back to see her grandma, yeah. and she lives in like a, a town where like all these like demons and ghouls and like other like jack-o'-lantern creatures and such, like they all live together in harmony. It's a cute little film. Yeah. Just fire. I didn't watch Scream. Oh, yeah. Scream 1. Great. Scream 2. Great. Scream 3. I remember it being pretty bad. <laughs> there is I, Scream 4. I've never seen it. But have you seen Scary Movie? <laughs> Dude. <Yeah. laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we should never watch Scary Movie. Ever. Those movies fucking stink. They oh stink on God. ice. We, There's re- three <laughs> Scary Movie 3 that kill off Charlie Sheen's character. By giving him too much Viagra, and then he like drowsily falls off a balcony, and he like falls straight into the earth and the asphalt, and his monster boner—it's like a trash can-sized boner—is just like crushed into the asphalt, and he's dead and like on top of it. Okay, that made it sound good. It sounds amazing. It's bad. Yeah, I put on scary movie like last year. I was like just watching it with my roommates casually, like we didn't know what to watch. We weren't even thinking about watching anything. I just put it on, Mm -hmm. and we were just like, "What are we doing?" (laughs) We're better than this. There was a a very existential moment that happened in the room, and I was like, "I need to shut this the fuck off." (laughs) You ever seen Street Trash? No, that one's tough. That's an '80s one. That's like pretty offensive. It's not tough. It's amazing. (laughs) Have you seen Chud? Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. No. With Daniel Stern of Bushwhacked and Home Alone fame? No. It's a good one. The Chud 2, Bud the Chud, is like where it's at, though, where it becomes like super campy and there's like, oh my God, I love horror movies. We've like really stepped on a landmine here with me. That's what's up. But Gigi, what are your Halloween horror movie recommendations? 
Probably Halloween Town. I liked um, Hereditary. Dude, that movie absolutely she rocks. Slaps. She was fucking crazy. It's probably like one of my favorite movies, to be real, just in general. Yeah, and it's a great like allegory for like familial trauma too, yeah. and how that's passed down. Yeah. Hence the name, I suppose. Yeah, and witchcraft. And witchcraft. I like Alien. Alien is amazing, and that's the thing. She it is. became an action series from Aliens on, and people will often forget that it's like a legit horror film. But that first yeah. one is like a terrible, like creeping fear the yeah. entire time as people just get picked off. Yeah, Alien is fucking tight. Absolutely. No, I mean the Saw movies. Not oh like, no, I can't. I can't get on board with you. Like Saw, you don't fuck with Chester Bennington. Uh oh. Hey. Is he in one yeah. of them? Yeah. Which one is he in? I, I don't know. Probably like four or five. Damn, I definitely didn't make it that far. I think I got to Saw 3 and I gave up. For real? Yeah. That's a piece of goat. Yeah. He was great. Great but, uh, vocalist. Apparently also an actor. Can't attest to whether or not he was great at that. Yeah, he was in the Saw movies. He could definitely hold a scream. That's true. And he was definitely crawling in his skin, fittingly. Like many people do as they're being eviscerated in the Saw films. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, there's so many movies that I like that I'm blanking. Uh, Jason Does Manhattan or... Dude, that's the weirdest one. Oh, you know what? That's actually good research for you because that mostly takes place on a boat Shit. and not in Manhattan. I guess that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just keep looking over the side. Make sure there isn't Wait. like a hockey mask guy like you know lingering on the edge of the cruise ship. That would be mad funny if Wait. there is. Yeah. Is that movie called Jason Goes to Manhattan? No, it's called Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, uh. And first of all, it's the only one that was made by a Canadian production company instead of like an American one. And so they filmed most of it in Canada on their great waterways there. And so they were like, I forget where the movie's supposed to start. It's supposed to take place in America, but it's supposed to be taking a boat from some other part of the country to Manhattan, which like number one doesn't work, but also most of the movie is on the boat. Yeah. And there's like maybe like a 15 minute sequence in the end where he's like walking the alleyways and like, Killing punks and what have you, as they always yeah. did in eighties, or I guess that's an early nineties horror movie. It's like basically not in New York. Still, you got to watch it if you want to be a completionist. Well, what about <laughs> Soul Glow takes? Where are you going on this cruise? Bermuda, <laughs> Bahamas. Oh, Bahamas, excuse me. Come on, come on, pretty, pretty mama. mama. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it sucks for dads. <laughs> wow, none of us are dads. None of us are dads. True. <laughs> Gigi just knocked on wood. If you couldn't hear that, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready for that life. No, I mean, me neither. Solo takes the Bahamas. No, I mean, doesn't have quite the same flow to it. You ever seen Sleepaway Camp? No. I try to watch that Goosebump shit that they had going on on Netflix. It was all right. Wait, the Jack Black movie where he's R.L. Stein? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that one. Yeah, there was like a more serious. Oh, okay, it was called okay. like Camp Some Shit. I don't know. I forgot. Camp Some Shit. That does sound serious. <laughs> wow, Goosebumps is going a little harder than it usual. It was like an R.L. Stein book thing that happened on Netflix. It was like a hard. I don't know. I, like zombies and shit. What's that one where they're stuck in a mall? The zombie movie. Oh, that's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's just that's fire. that's still George Romero, right? Doing the or maybe it's a different director. I forget. But that's part of the original Dawn of the Dead series, and that's the first one where there's fast zombies and also where zombies speak a little bit and they have some slight level of sentience and the first one where they say brains because they specifically eat brains True. that wasn't part of the zombie mythos before that that was the one in the mall yep where they have the baby uh yes and they like lock themselves in the sporting goods store to protect themselves yeah yeah, yeah. and there's a little baby alien. i need to ask the zombie. important questions that 
we know everyone out there is thinking. Okay. Has there been a movie made called Dong of the Dead? There's gotta be. There's like gotta be some porn parody. Definitely, dude. Like, what the fuck? There's porn in everything. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's everything of the dead. <laughs> I mean? Then it's 2021. There's uh, Dong of the Everything, too. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other side of that equation. Dong of the Dead, Schlong of the Dead, Long of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bong of the Dead. It's gotta be Bong of the Dead, yeah. <laughs> Probably Dawn of the Head. Yeah. Never can tell. Sex of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, they're getting a little loose with it. Sex with the Dead. Sex with the Dead. All right. Well, well, we've had a good time talking about horror movies and other kind of wild nonsense, but let's wrap things up for the listener. And if they want more Gigi, where can they find you? No, I mean, I'm just out here in these streets. So you could go outside. You could walk around. You could find me, probably. Just don't say, no, nah, I'm, I'm playing. You can say hi to me. Um, you know, you can find me on, you can find me. Are there, <laughs> are there any socials you want to plug? No, I mean, at SoGlow, PHL, uh, SoGlow, PHL.bandcamp.com. Our Venmo is at GGCakes, which is my Venmo right now until, you know, we set that shit up. But if you want to just send me some fucking money just because you, you want to send switch. me some fucking this man's money this man's about to go on tour he needs a switch and I mean, he also needs a beret to oh, be a man true. of the world that's true I need shit you know what I'm saying so just come and just give me some shit you can find me out in the streets you know what I'm saying I be recording bands now you feel me shout out Chris and Evan for showing me the way and shit you know what I'm saying without their help I wouldn't have gotten this far so oh, thank you, I appreciate thank them you. and you know if you want to record some shit with me hit me up hit him up my Instagram is at Afro Douche. It's at Afro Douche. It's that A with the squiggle. Afro Douche. <laughs> you could just hit me up there. I'm private, but you could just send me a DM or whatever the fuck. And like, it'll probably go to like some other type of shit inbox there. But like, you know what I'm saying? Just hit me up. <laughs> it's the only way to find out. I promise you this shit sounds good. Yo. TG and I worked on the new Soul Glow record. You're going to hear it in your ears at some point. I need to get a set. You know, of grills. So, like, if you want to help me on the trajectory of getting these grills, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, hit my Venmo up and just give me money and, like, I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. And what are grills but the beret of the teeth? No, I mean, I just want to get some gold, like, eight, you know what I'm saying? Fronts, bottoms, you know what I'm saying? Just top bottoms, you know what I'm saying? I just want to get some grills and, like, I need to get some. Two out of four people in the band have grills. I need to make that three out of four. Hell yeah, you know what to do, folks. You've been listening to the Super Week, Super Weekly Supercast. Thank you for being here, Gigi. Yurt. <laughs> Thank you. Yurt. <laughs> Bless. Bless.